Thank you for joining me for this episode of God Talk, and this is called Political Podcast Part 2. I uh, did a political podcast, I think, uh, probably over a year ago or somewhere around a year ago. Um, There's always at least some element of politics in my podcast, uh, but um, this might be the second one that is just primarily politics rather than um, a dive into at least religion and how it affects our politics. And uh, I do take interest in politics for no other reason, and you should too, uh, because God tells us that we have to obey our leaders. And if we um, do not take uh, careful attention uh, to politics, then we're going to end up having to follow things that we ought not follow, or we're going to suffer the ramifications because we don't. So in the end, if God uh, puts our political leaders here before us and we're to follow them, uh, we would do well to try to get the ones in office that... um, will lead us in the most godly way. So uh, Christians, you cannot bury your head in the sand. Uh, You need to be actively engaged in the process because unless those politicians are specifically asking you to do something um, that violates your faith, uh, you have to support them. You should pray for them uh, and you should make their job of uh, governing easier. And I have to tell you in today's day and age, you have to hold your nose to be able to do that. So I prefer it not to be that way. And uh, so that is why uh, we at least have some element of uh, politics in every one of my podcasts. Not everyone, but most of them. Um, because it, it it is where life hits reality. And, and faith, life, politics, they all kind of intersect. And, uh, and so we need to be paying attention to it. We are a week and a half away from... Uh, an important election. I do not believe it's been the most important one since the foundation of America, as everyone else will say, because I'm more of an Ecclesiastes kind of guy. Uh, There's a time and a season for everything under heaven, and it's all meaningless anyways, because every generation or two, everything changes again. Everyone's trying to throw out the baby with the bathwater. Everyone's trying to reinvent everything. I find out how many different ways we can make life dysfunctional, break it, realize it doesn't work, move back, repeat, repeat, repeat. But, um, what I want to do in this podcast is I want to, um, I, I want to, I'm going to make a prediction going to make a prediction on especially the senate the, the house i haven't been following it's uh it's too fragmented um uh, it's, it's too min- minuscule i don't want to say i'm not interested in it it's just uh it's it's just way more difficult to wrap your mind around uh all, all the different seats for that and the uh you know it's one thing when you look at 50 states and and, and, and uh you know the, the the different senators that are running from each of those states but with all the different congressmen it's just hard to keep up with that i will give a a a big picture uh prediction on uh on on the house um and i just like to say before i get into this and and and, uh even if you're not a huge political person i encourage you to stick with this podcast but uh i I went out on the limb i don't know maybe about three months ago and and uh gave my uh prophetic uh prediction that uh Biden had a speech coming up that evening, and he was going to really come after uh, the uh, the right. And and I said, when he came after the right, you have to every time he says the right, think of Jesus and think of Christians, uh, because that's really who he was coming after. And I've mentioned many times before, uh, it's politically um, profitable to come after the 
ultra mega right it's politically profitable to come after trump it's not necessarily politically profitable to come after conservative christians so uh they don't say conservative christians they just say the ultra mega super duper whatever um and, and sure enough that that evening he came out you remember the marines with their white gloves full uniform uh the the eerie red backdrop as he gave his his angry speech um this was at the height of uh, of his power um he had research you know resurgence from 36 percent approval rating up to 43 percent and uh and, and and he had his mojo back and and he was going on the attack i think that was a turning point no one said it but man he turned a lot of people off other than his diehard base i think he turned a lot of people off with that speech i called it before it happened and so now i'm getting a big head because i am one for one so i will come out with some predictions in, in this podcast um but uh uh you know i do not consider myself a prophet so uh, i i actually think i'm gonna nail the senate and we're gonna see um everything else that i say is just intuition um it's not like god speaking to me or anything on this uh, i'm not one of those people that has an idea and likes to say uh that that the lord gave me a word um but but i do have some feelings on even what's going to happen after the election so there's a lot going on uh, a lot of madness the the progressives are out of control uh they're afraid um you know even even the most liberal news organizations are starting to panic because they know a shellacking is coming um, I shared in my Bible class yesterday uh, this clip of uh, this transgender guy that Biden had at the White House um, who, you know, got to interview the president uh, because he's a confused man uh, that thinks he's a woman uh, who's clearly got the highest level of mental illness. And as he proclaims to Biden that he, he's been a she for I don't know, 222 days or whatever it is. He's, he's like, God love you or something like that. Can you just shut up? I mean, it's bad enough that like that person's are talking to you. Do not invoke the name of God in this person's like mental illness that no one has the courage to say, listen, you are extremely mental, mentally ill. You're probably going to commit suicide in the near future in which he even says that he really struggles with it. But no, but oh no, God love you. This is a great thing. I'm sure you're really happy. Um, it, it, it is beyond disgusting what we've embraced in this country and what we've decided uh, is normal. I think that's going to change, and I'm going to get to that uh, a little bit later in the podcast. But interesting enough, I mentioned this once again yesterday in my uh, Bible class as well. Um, like 80% of Americans think that the media is the biggest problem, uh, and that's true and that's false. It's true in that they are. <laughs> uh, they, they, they totally brainwash people. They only give one side of the story. They inflame. Uh, and so people aren't going to listen and click on stories that are normal. So they always go to the extreme. And so by going to the extreme, they're, they're going to always uh, rile up the left base and, and the right base. And anyone that, that has any sense of compromise or diplomacy or being able to see both sides of an issue, um, they they're, they're just left out. And so even people who might be a little bit more middle, middle of the road minded are, are going to get fired up to be far right or far left because that's what the media does. That's how they make their business. That's how they make their money.
They're also extremely corrupt, uh, and uh, they're doing as much as they possibly can uh, to try to hide truth and uh, and to try to uh, steal elections for um, for the Democrats. Not necessarily. I, I, I know some of you just got excited uh, when I say they steal elections. Well, you steal elections by you know lying and by brainwashing and telling people what's what they want to hear and what, what's not true, and that goes on all the time, all the time. So in that in that way, elections are certainly being stolen uh, by the um, by the brainwashing uh, and, and just the the machinery behind uh, the not only the left but but the people who control um, the the media in this country. If it wasn't for the internet, I mean, if this is twenty years ago, and with the internet, with information being like there in everyone's hands, and it can't be well, it can be censored and controlled. It is on Twitter. But in general, it still isn't. Um, we would be much worse off because you would not have access to any kind of alternative views. Now, um, it was interesting. Just yesterday, um, Biden was uh, had a uh, meeting with um, the Israeli president, Isaac, Isaac Herzog, and um, it, it kind of uh, blew up a little bit on social media that as uh, they were trying to ask Biden questions about the upcoming election and, and just different things. Biden wasn't talking. And in the background, you could hear the staffers, um, you know, shutting down any questions that were being asked. And so um, very interesting that they don't want Biden to speak. Uh, you know, you have a transgender, um, confused, um, uh, mentally ill individual just uh, a few days before in the White House, and that probably didn't win you a lot of independent votes. Um, and honestly, like we have the we have real issues. Here's the issues: like the media is covering up, but Biden has a, a serious problem being able to logically communicate. Now he's always been known for gaffes, and 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 that and that was totally covered up during the election. I, I'm here to tell you every half of a gaffe Trump would give uh, that's jumped on DeSantis really any prominent Republican any slip of the tongue oh my gosh it is going to be played for the next you know 48 hours straight but Biden no it, it, it's glossed over uh, it's only you know your Fox News and, and your more uh, either middle of the road to right wing uh, news organizations that will even report it and, and so it, the, the amount of cover-up, and we saw it also with Fetterman. It's like, well, you know, he, you, you can't, like, he's got this, this, he's recovering from a stroke, and you're being a bully if, if you think he's not fit for office. I mean, that is, Ben Shapiro talked about, that. that's like, you know, someone getting through the, you know, the, the fire academy uh, to be a fireman, and like, uh, week or two before you know they're they're supposed to join um they they have you know a stroke or something happens they can't perform the duties but yet they should still be allowed to to be a fireman that makes no sense at all and so no one's trying to pick on fetterman but why are we putting him in this position in which we're trying to send to to the senate someone who has trouble even like communicating clearly or, or rationally and I, and I get it I understand with what he has it doesn't mean that cognitively he's not there in his own mind but a large part of 
what you have to do in the Senate is you have to be able to communicate. You have to communicate to your constituents back home. You got to communicate between other fellow senators. You know, sometimes you even stand up and give a speech in front of everyone. That's just a basic function. It's kind of a basic function of being president of the United States, too. So I'm going high tech on you uh, for this uh, episode of uh, God Talk, and I'm going to play a couple clips. Both of them are going to be about a minute each of, of the real common these aren't outliers like in in most speeches uh both these guys will have trouble communicating and 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 for those who are on the right it's not a surprise uh but this first one that i'm gonna do is going to be um biden and uh and biden's uh ability to be in the middle of answering a question and being totally confused about what he's talking about so uh Let's play this uh, first clip, and I'll play about a minute of it. Here we go. As you observed, I'm a fairly practical guy. I get things done. I want to get them done consistent with what we promised the American people. And in order to do that, in a 50-50 Senate, we've got to get to the place where I get 50 votes so that the Vice President of the United States can break the tie, where I get 51 votes without her. And this is where he starts so, blinking a lot. I'm going to say something outrageous. And when he starts blinking, you can tell he's getting confused. For calculating how to get things done in the United States Senate. So the best way to get something done, if you, if it holds near and dear to you, that you uh, um, like to be able to. Anyway, uh, I'm. We're ready to get a lot done, and if we have to, if there's complete. Lockdown and chaos is a consequence of the filibuster, and that will have to go beyond what I'm talking about. Okay, um, hang on. Uh, sorry. Oh, segment. Skip. All right, and, and I get. I get it happens on occasion. I was just preaching on Sunday late service, and I couldn't remember um, the word judge. Uh, I was talking about Samuel and that he was the last of uh, of the judges and one of the greatest of the prophets. And, and I now I don't know what now, but I mean it's like there's nothing to now. It's just I have the knowledge. But like at that moment in third service, I can pull it up. Someone yelled judge, and then I was back on to doing it. it. It happens, and I'm not like saying just because every so often you can't pull up a word that you're unfit for office. But he constantly, you know, gets confused. Like I knew when I was up there speaking what I was talking about. My eyes weren't blinking a lot. I wasn't getting confused. I just couldn't pull up the word. And we've all had that happen. If you watch him when he does, he's like he forgets what he's talking about. And that's that's a whole different problem. Uh, you know, you just see this blinking, and when people start blinking a lot, then it, it kind of usually tells you either they're lying or there's um, there's a, a malfunction uh, going on inside their brain in which they're trying to sort out in real time. In, in the press, you know, once again, if, if this is Trump, if this is DeSantis at a press conference, if they are anything off their A plus game. 48 hours straight news. Um, and it, it, it's totally two-sided. And this is why no one has any kind of confidence in the press 
and really in politicians, uh, because this is going on all the time, but it's just not being covered. Same thing with Fetterman. Like a couple weeks ago, three weeks ago, someone uh, in local, I think Philadelphia uh, news uh, paper or television. Actually, I think it was a, a, a TV station, a news station there in Philadelphia. Uh, she interviewed Fetterman and, and she ended up saying, listen, there were some serious concerns. I, I didn't I didn't have the ability to even chat small talk with him. There's a lot of kind of confusion. He wasn't able to communicate. And she got raked over the coals for saying that um, because she was, she was horrible uh, for basically picking on someone uh, who's had a stroke and her point is, is I'm not picking on anyone I'm just reporting truth I'm just reporting what happened well everyone got to see that for themselves during the debate on Tuesday night between Fetterman and Oz um, I'm gonna play you about a minute of a clip and I think it's like three or four minutes of Fetterman's gaffes during the um during the debate now in fairness to Fetterman these are his gaffes all stringed together so it sounds way more uh, discoherent than what it actually is but nonetheless he's got three or four minutes of of gaffes that were able to be pulled out of that debate and if you watch it you know what I'm talking about and 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 even in this the media is like well this just shows him to be the more authentic person the more real person he's not willing to, to to give his medical records but he's the more authentic and he's a more real person all right this should scare you because this is what the media has covered up for the last five or six months uh here we go hi good night everybody and this campaign is all about to me is let me just stop it right there when he said hi good night everyone that was his opening words rather than saying hi good evening everyone he starts by saying hi good night everyone here we go it's about the friend didn't pay the bills and it got her paid here's what i think we have to find about inflation here right now that's what we need to find about inflation we also be able to make more in pennsylvania when he had a choice to make his merchandise the oz label is on he made it all in china and how can a man you know with with you know 10 gigantic mansions you know has uh, and willing to talk about a, a willing wage no we, we all have to make sure that everyone that works is able to that's that's the most american bargain and i believe they haven't have any businesses being being uh he doesn't want to talk about having somebody having a living wage and having somebody able to survive roe v wade for me is should be the law what i support i support on roe v wade and i've always believed that the choice believes women and their doctors i believe that it i believe the real doctors that i believe and they all believe that i'm ready to be served he keeps talking about bernie bernie sanders living closer to anybody else in pennsylvania for fracking to myself uh, I, I i do support fracking and i don't i don't i support fracking and i stand and i do support fracking all right um once again this was just a string of, of just verbal difficulties, communication difficulties, gaffes. No one's making fun of him. I, he just the question is, is, should he really be running for office at, at this time? And, and the answer is just no. And this is what the Democrats are not not only they're they're running with Biden, who can't communicate effectively and 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 Fetterman, who can't communicate effectively. But the media is constantly covering it up and it's ridiculous. And, and, and I, I, 
we should have some real concerns about it. Uh, another, you know, also been going on this uh, campaign season. A lot of people, not a lot, a few candidates have just refused to even debate. Fetterman obviously didn't want to. Uh, he started going down on polls, so he agreed to it. And this is why he didn't want to. And I, 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 a lot of you did not. I, I only have, I, I only have like two thirds of the views on my podcast or listens for the echo chamber. You've got to go back and listen to it because we live in echo chambers and it's not good. It's not healthy. It is self-censorship and, and you need to listen to debates and you need to listen to the other side uh, because no one is completely right and no one is completely wrong. And so it's only in listening to multiple sides, you actually can can increase in knowledge um, at least more than, than what you can if you're only listening to one side of things. And so debates are important because you can solidify why I'm against the Democrats or why I'm against Fetterman as a candidate or you know if you're on the other side, Oz or whatever. But we don't want to do that. We only want to listen to our own people. And it is a huge problem. So stop doing it. Uh, be confident enough in what it is you know that you're willing to listen to what you don't know. Um, all right. Um, let's get to as uh, this is uh, needing to get wrapped up here pretty soon. Here's some predictions uh, for the Senate. I'm going to say I believe that it is going to be 52 to 48 Republicans. And I've thought that for the last month, even when the uh, Democrats were still supposed to uh, to hold the House. Um, I, the real clear politics is saying 53 to 47. Um, I Here's why I don't think that happens, because Georgia, I think there's a third party con candidate. You have to get at least 50 percent to win. Remember, they had the runoff uh, after uh, the last election. Trump sabotaged it by um, telling Republicans to stay home and not vote. And that's why we've been having to deal with all the, the crap that we've been having to deal with from the Senate uh, and uh, the Democrats, because they've uh, they've got uh, both houses and the presidency, uh, because during that runoff, um, Trump encouraged. Uh, his people to uh, uh, to not vote, and that made the difference. And there's not a Republican senator in Georgia when there was two before, I believe. So, anyways, here's what we've got: is we're going to have that runoff. Uh, now, if Walker can get over 50%, um, then, then, okay, I'm good with the 53-47. I think we're going to lose Georgia because I think what's going to happen is after the elections, the Republicans are going to have the majority, strong majority in the House. I'm going to say a 38-seat majority in the House. That is, that, that is not an educated guess. That is a guess. So let me just be clear on that. But 38-seat majority in the House. And so going into that runoff uh, in Georgia... You're going to have a uh, um, a 38 seat majority in in the House. You're going to have a majority in the Senate of 52 to uh, 48, and actually it will really be four. Uh, it will be 51 uh, to. No, I'm trying to do the math. It would be 52 to 40. Seven, uh, because one will be remaining outstanding, and I think that will go to the Democrats because uh, people will think the independents will think, well, you know what, the Republicans already have the Senate, uh, they already have the House. We don't want to give them too much power, so they'll either switch over to uh, uh, to the Democrats. And, and, and frankly, Herschel Walker is not a strong candidate. Neither is Warnick uh, for the Democratic side. 
but all those kind of wishy-washy people, they'll either won't go out and vote or they'll switch over to the other side because um, no one wants anyone to have too much power. Uh, we see that has not worked out really well this past two years with the Democrats. So we're going to have to wait, I think, till December, whenever the runoff will be in Georgia. But I think uh, that will end up going Democrat uh, because I think that the Republicans will already have 52 seats locked up uh, even before that. So th th that's my guess. Um, real clear politics once again says 5347. Uh, we'll see how it plays out. Um, and uh, just a couple other things. So after the election, I think uh, one thing is, you know, the Republicans, once again, will have their faith restored. This is a legitimate election. Why? Because the Republicans are about to kick butt. And so when it turns out the way that we do, uh, it works when 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 it doesn't. Done. It's kind of like, you know, the, the team that loses in sports. You know, a lot of times it's the officiating fault or, you know, it, it was rigged or whatever. It, this is human nature. But a lot of you aren't going to agree with that. I understand it. Part of that is because we live in, in these echo chambers. But that's how it worked when you're in peace we football uh it's how it's how it worked when you didn't get the job it was politics i mean there's always an excuse why you don't and that's just how we cope with loss uh, i'm not making fun of anyone i'm just asking you consider that so republicans are going to think that elections work this time democrats of course won't <laughs> because they lost and it will be because uh there were people that were intimidating voters who weren't able to vote um it was because people changed their election laws and and what do we need to do in this country to make it so that people can really vote not be intimidated by having to show id that it's actually them voting you know just all that crap that will come back up you know come back up on the other side you can bet your bottom dollar on that i think there's gonna be a little bit of a uh, political sea change uh everyone wants to win uh when it comes to anything in life when it comes to peewee football when it comes to uh you know jobs when it comes to politics people want to win democrats will uh be licking their wounds and realize you know what we got out a little bit over our skis uh, we overplayed our hand um we uh, we need to pull back a little bit if we want to appeal to independence if we want to appeal to everyday americans and they will because they're gonna deceive people they're gonna cover up their shortcomings it's kind of like you know as you're trying to like go out on dates you know you you, you do you, you don't show them that you got a temper uh, maybe the ladies put on a little extra makeup um you know everyone's putting on more cologne and making sure your deodorant's right you know you, you pop a mint in you know you do all these different things in, in order to 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 win the date uh, to get yourself a husband to get yourself a wife same thing goes on with uh, politics. Democrats are going to throw on some deodorant, pop in a mint, um, and uh, and everything become more appealing to the average American. Uh, they'll move to the center, um, and uh, and Biden will realize that he needs to if he wants to run again because there's no way that he's going to get um, elected uh, with the way that he's been over the last couple of years. I do believe then the Republicans will do what they know how to do best. They'll begin to infight. A lot of it will be on whether or not Trump uh, should be heading the party in 2024 or someone else like Ron DeSantis. Um, and that could become very damaging to the Republicans in 2024. Um, I, I just really feel like there's a real good chance of that happening. Um, I, I, I think that, uh, 
you know, gender confusion is going to go by the wayside when Republicans take over. It's not going to be as prominent. It's not going to be supported. Um, any uh, additional legislation is going to uh, be shot down. Any that can be overturned will be overturned under the Republicans. So it won't be the cool thing anymore. Um, wokeness in schools will uh, continue to be less cool once again because it's causing the Democrats to get shellacked in the polls. Um, and uh, and I think there's going to be this uh, shift to moderation. Uh, hopefully we don't have cross-dressing high officials in, uh, in the government anymore like uh, uh, that uh, Levine uh, individual and then the other guy that's over waste management for nuclear power. I, I think we're going to see a lot of moderation. But it's only because the Democrats are going to try to appeal uh, to the majority of Americans again so that they can become in power again in 2024. And believe me, if they are, they'll start doing everything that they were doing before. So the only way that we can combat that is really as Republicans, we got to remind people that that's what they're going to do. And we're going to have to figure out a way to not infight, uh, which we tend to do. Uh, and, and certainly there's a, there's a little bit of a divide in the Republican Party on who should be the um, uh the one that carries that forward. Um, I am a huge Ron DeSantis fan, but uh, if uh, for some reason Trump does run again and does get the nomination, of course, uh, then we need to uh, get behind him and, uh, and and vote for him. And hopefully that, uh, it, that would go well, because I'm here to tell you, Democrats are going to pivot, but they're only pivoting to try to win in 2024. All right. Those are, that's political podcast number two. Might be another year or two before I do another one. Uh, But I appreciate you, appreciate you listening. I hope you all have a wonderful day. Have a wonderful week. And we'll talk to you next week. God bless.